Hello all and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And I am EJ Kerwin. And we're just always so happy to be here and introducing our topics or guest speakers or whatever it is. Today is just the two of us. Yeah, we are uh we're coming out of a tunnel of sickness. We had our basically oh. entire family has been sick on and off for the past like month. Yeah, it feels it's been it feels awful. Like that. And, and it finally, I thought I had become immune to all uh, all disease, but apparently not. I caught it this week as well. So we caught it on the same day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're a little better today. So. Yeah. I want to remind everybody about this new service we're using. It's called Gala. In our show notes, you'll see a little like leave a message or make a comment. And one of the coolest parts about it is that you can actually leave a voice comment as well, which eventually we can start integrating into the podcast and answering your questions. So uh, we do respond to those messages when you leave just texts in there as well, but it would be awesome to have people give some voice memos in there. So so please check it out. It's in the show notes. Don't you want to hear your voice on our podcast? That would be just like super <laughs> cool to just to hear other people's voice. I know, voice. we have really good ideas too for the upcoming year. So yeah, absolutely. we'll share them once they are solidified. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tara. So you want me to kind of bring this one in today? Well, maybe because I kind of just came up with this topic this morning, thinking about our week, thinking about some of the couples that we saw. And I was like, you know, a lot of people get into this place or are in this place of like, I don't think things can ever change. I really... I don't. And then that feeling of hopelessness, despair, it really does kind of wraps around the entire coupleship energy bubble, if you know what I mean. And so it's really hard and it feels impossible to kind of get out of that. And how do I build trust and hope? And and I was thinking like, oh, well, as a couples therapist, like I'm the hope holder, right? So I'm that extra energy that's like, no, we can do this. Trust me. Like I hold that hope for people. But there's people out there that can't go to couples counseling because maybe they can't afford it. And they don't have that other person to help them hold that hope when they are hopeless. And so I just thought doing some kind of episode today where you know, we really talk about that and maybe give some strategies or even hold hope for those out there where you don't have a hope holder present. Yeah, and I think it can look like a, a lot of different things because, I mean, I know that like sometimes like we can have like a few days or a week or even longer of really getting along and, and doing really well and not falling into sort of patterns that have been disruptive for us in the past. And then there's like literally a moment, you know, there, mm -hmm. there can just be this like moment, this interaction where one of us falls back in and then we both, and it's like, even though there's been days, weeks of really feeling very confident in the relationship, in that instant, you can really lose hope like very quick and, and think like things are never going to change. And I mean, why, why is that, Tara? I mean, wh why can like one destabilizing moment dash a week of, of everything being good. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like, I was thinking about this a lot because if I had that answer, man, oh, I think uh, like all of us would be practicing it. I think the way we are built as humans biologically, I mean, I think of like the diet industry, how like people get all this momentum, like, oh, we're going to lose weight and we're going to get in shape and da, 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 da. And then two weeks happens. And then all of a sudden, like, 
the motivation's lost and we kind of stop. And I mean, it's one of right the biggest like money earning industries in the world because people have a really hard time being consistent. And I feel like that is what happens in relationships. And so if you don't have that core strength there as a couple's unit, it's very easy to be inconsistent and to get caught in that that idea of like, okay, our relationship is taking a back burner because we've been really sick or because work is really hard or it's just really hard to keep that momentum when you start out. Yeah. I mean, I think I can see that like you're saying like, well, well, what, what will happen is that even if things are sort of going good, that you fall into autopilot yes. and you stop maybe having the awareness or doing the things that are keeping things good. I mean, I definitely think that's a part of it. And that that's just human nature. Yeah. That we just, that we want to go to autopilot. We're all like that. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think that's something we hear from couples a lot is like when we get to that point where we're talking about like, yeah, it's actually like a lot of work to have a really healthy relationship. You have to be really mindful. You have to like make this a priority. There is this part of us that's kind of like, well, why? why? Like, why shouldn't this be easy? Like, right. shouldn't it be because I found this person I'm in love with? We have similar things that we want out of life. Like, I think there is this like frustration that it's not just easy. Well, and even like, cause we're kind of doing research on this now because, you know, we have this relationship renovation at home program that people buy and it's, you do it from home and we, we get to see all the statistics. People kind of stop after like week three or four, like a lot of couples do not finish it. So we're reaching out to like every single couple that has purchased our program. And we really want to know like what happens. And I, again, I go back to like when we make New Year's resolutions and we're like all gung-ho, like, yeah, we're going to like do this relationship renovation at home. And then two, three weeks later, right? It's that idea. And we really want to understand how we can help, I guess, others be more accountable for their relationship. And although life gets in the way and it is, our relationship does go on autopilot, like we know that that's when all of the yuck can creep in. Yeah. And so it's like, we're kind of like fighting like human nature in a way. And so, and again, I don't have the answers, but do I want to support couples in like learning how to really prioritize your relationship every day, even when you don't and you get it wrong, you come back like, oh my gosh, you are not my number one today. I'm so sorry. Because you keep talking about it and then it just becomes this new habit in your yeah. life to put your person first, which yeah. is the number one thing we have to do over anything else, regardless of what's happening in the environment. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that we work with couples early on about is, you know, we want them to create systems. We want them to create, you know, almost like reminders around them about that they are working on their relationship, that that is a priority mm -hmm. in their life. And just the most like simple things like, we do a very early in the program, we have them pick six words that describe the relationship that they want to have together. Mm -hmm. um, and they they come to these words together. You know, it's not like, hey, you do three, I do three, but you actually choose them together, which helps them 
begin to navigate sort of like a complex conversation, right? It's, and that's a big thing couples struggle with is navigating difficult conversations. So they have this conversation where they pick these six words. And then we say like, you know, post these words, like put them somewhere you can see them. You know, like we've had them in our kitchen, right? Because that's sort of like where our life revolves around. And when I'm like, you know, when we're in there and I'm in a grumpy mood and I'm not like sort of being very, very loving and kind and I look up and I see the word kind, it's a great reminder. And so, you know, I think things like that make a big difference, you know, is like having some sort of visual the words up in your kitchen, like our relationship is a priority or like the, the words that you want out of your relationship. Like yeah. we need reminders because it is so easy to fall back into patterns. And going back to the topic today, right? Can things change? Can things change? And you might be in that place of no, they can't. Even that visual reminder on the board of like a word, maybe it's like trust or loyalty, whatever that word is, like there's hope right there. Your brain is connecting to something. That, but when we don't have a visual cue, trust me when I say this, our brains don't go there. They go into what's missing, what we're lacking, what's not happening. And if we're not really intentional about putting things in place where we're <laughs> reminded constantly to make our relationship a priority, our brains just won't go there anymore. Yeah. So Tara, in our relationship, in the couples that you work with, when you see people questioning, can things change? What starts to happen in their relationship when they're losing that confidence? So from a therapist perspective, <laughs> we all have negative core beliefs about ourselves. And that's been, you know, through our whole upbringing and childhood and reinforced throughout adolescence and then most likely in, in relationships past and present. And I think that that really then takes a front seat, our negative core beliefs, and we start to feel like failures. And then that's the machine that's running in our head. And then, then that happens for the partner as well, because they can only hold hope for so long too. And if one person's engine is kind of running on- On empty. Thank you. The other one's going to get really tired. Yeah. And so to me, it, it just, it's like something else takes over and you lose that- desire and you lose the sight of who that other person is to you. Now this person just represents sadness, despair, anger, resentment, instead of loving and safe and funny and adventurous. And this is our life together. Like we don't have that anymore. And, yeah. and that it's very sad and depressing when that happens. And it, and it happens to a lot of us. Well, and it's it's isolating and that's that's a yeah, big thing I notice one. internally for myself and when I see couples come in is that everything that Tara just talked about is happening and there is that despair and there is that fear and what happens then is our natural instinct is to really withdraw. You know, we really really pull back and we start to be like, okay, well, I just got to take care of myself. I got to just like find my own joy and I got to just like control my own emotions. And I'm not even going to share with Tara what I'm feeling in this moment because she's not even going to, she's not even going to care anyway, you know? And so we pull apart and what's crazy about it is on some level, it feels safer. You know, it feels safer. Like, well, if things aren't going to change and our relationship isn't going to get better and we're still going to keep dealing with this same 
crappy dynamic, well, then I'm just going to take care of myself and everything will be okay. But what it does is the exact opposite. Absolutely. And this, again, so we have this one lesson in our in-office and at-home program, and it's called acceptance versus resignation. And this place where couples get to, that's kind of what we're talking about. They've kind of resigned in their relationship. And no matter what's going on, they're not able to be in that place of acceptance because they haven't been able to do that work. And so what we really want to teach you guys today is how you can do that work. And so we're going to kind of, I think it's just a few questions in our book that we wanted to take you through. So maybe you can do this with your partner. We've been doing this a lot. We're like giving you guys like a little bit of a sneak peek of portions of our program. And it's great, I think, you know, for you to come out of this podcast and maybe take a couple of questions to your partner or listen to this together and then go through it. You know, but there really is like a chronology in our program of like sort of building to these these discussions. And so I think it's great if you guys want to use them sort of like a la carte. But really, if you're kind of like looking for that complete experience, really should check out our Relationship Renovation at Home uh, online course because it's like it's this building to to get to each topic and understand each other better and know each other's triggers, which which sort of culminates in really, you know, which our goal is, which is to really renovate, you know, the foundation of your relationship and give you a much more solid platform to be dealing with the ups and downs of life, which are gonna happen no matter what. Okay, so let's just, again, I think this is gonna help us as yeah. it always does and other couples to see that the conversation that needs to start happening, because that's number one. If you guys are both feeling hopeless, but there's still this like little like, no, but I know we love each other. We're just in this place of despair. Please engage in this conversation. And, you know, in a time where you're both feeling neutral, where you both said, let's talk about us. Let's set aside an hour on Sunday so we can really talk about this because this feeling what we're going through right now, this sucks, man. This does not feel good. Okay, so one of the first questions, actually, it is the first question. What have been the obstacles to prioritizing our relationship? Wow, so we're we gonna like discuss this sort of together? Are we gonna like each of us answer it? How are we doing it? I think for most of our exercises, it's we kind of engage in a conversation about what we both think and if we're on the same page. So okay, cool. I would say go ahead and start and then I'll piggyback when it feels appropriate. I mean, I think like I look at this in like two ways in, in our relationship is one, it's like, it's just time. It is not something that we slot into our day instinctively having like, you know, important conversations just about us now about like the inner workings of our life or the business or dealing with the kids. Like, yeah, we make time for that. So one part of it for me is is just time. You know, the the second part of it for me, I guess would be, like fear or something around the topics that need to be discussed and not knowing like, oh, is this gonna, is this just gonna make it create a conflict? Mm, you yes. know? So I guess, so for me, I guess conflict avoidance is that like, man, this might not turn out good. So ugh, why, why bring it up? Oh, that's good. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I agree with time. I agree that the obstacles that get in the way of us prioritizing our relationship are, um, how busy our children are and how we really go from like, oh, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. But that's not an excuse, but that's what it feels like. And so I'm going to say time and I'm going to say 
my energy level decreases throughout the day. And we also own a business with, you know, 13 staff here, which that's also like, it takes a lot of energy and and our podcast and our social media and, and all of it together. So it feels like, again, which is normal, like the last thing, like this already feels safe to me. So I'm like, oh, well, we're good. So I'm going to focus on all these other things because this is what's really important. And I'm trying to think of the word for it. I can't quite think of that word. <laughs> that's okay. This is it's called out there someplace. flu brain. I've got the flu brain, but that's what it is. It's like all these other things take yeah, up my- Deprioritize it. Thank you. Yeah. That I do deprioritize our relationship because we have a lot going on. Am I better at recognizing it? Yes. So to me, obstacles are time, energy, and deprioritization because of so much else going on. Yeah. Is that, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Is that because you have faith in our relationship? Absolutely. It is. Yeah. Wow, that's good to hear. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you have that avoidance piece because that's still like trust that things will be okay, that you can be vulnerable with me and I can handle it. Yeah. We can go there. That's another podcast. That's a whole other thing. Okay. So that's the first question. What have been the obstacles to prioritizing our relationship? Because when you don't prioritize your relationship, you guys take a back seat. Yuckiness creeps in and possibly, not always, hopelessness, despair, things won't change happen. Okay, number Uh two. Oh, for each obstacle. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do we think we have accepted or resigned? This is a very important question, and I also want to have a very good distinction between acceptance versus resignation. I can I can break that down real quick. Go ahead. Okay, so acceptance is, hey, this is a problem. It's there, and it may not go away today or tomorrow, but we're working on it. You know, I it's not it's not like. Yeah, it's a, hey, this exists and it's something we got to deal with. Resignation is, yep, we got this problem and it's just, we're kind of SOL, you know, we're screwed. I'm powerless. I'm powerless. There's nothing I can do. Mm. He won't, she won't, they won't. They're similar in their root, which is like, hey, there's a problem. But one is acceptance 
and sort of a positive look that you're going to work on it and you're going to get there some point to change it. And the other is like throwing your hands up and like, that's it. Okay. So let's answer this one then. So that's, thank you for that distinction. Thank you. So for each obstacle, do we think we have accepted or resigned? And it's really important to be honest with each other here. It's okay if it's either. Again, EJ and I will kind of go through this and share. So we had time, energy, conflict avoidance, and deprioritization of the relationship. Okay. So let's look at time. Do you feel like we've accepted or resigned to the fact that we just don't have time? Well, I feel like this is a huge one for us because I feel like we accepted it a long time ago. And for a long time, it just didn't change because we were sort of in the muck. But I think we did practice acceptance for years And now finally, we're getting to the point where that acceptance is leading to it actually changing. Yes. And so- I hear that. It's been like six years. (laughs) Yeah. It's been, yeah. And so this is like a huge victory for us because one, we're just beginning to make time. Like we're actually going out like every couple weeks together and we're, we're spending more time in really healthy ways with one another and with our family. And it wasn't like that for years. Yeah. And uh, so we did accept and we continue to accept it's not exactly where we want it to be, but it's getting there and it feels like space and room. That's my experience. I completely agree. And I think that although it's getting better, it's still really hard to know that maybe we only get like an hour together a week, but I take it because I'm like, ooh, it'll, someday it'll be two hours and maybe 10 hours and then one day we'll be retired. <laughs> um, okay. So then the next one is energy. I feel like I'm getting better at uh, knowing my boundaries of like, okay, I'm going to give my kids this much of myself and I'm going to give my work this much of myself and I'm going to give my mental health and my own therapy and my own exercise this much of myself. And I'm trying to have a better balance of how much I can give myself to you. I know that it's still not where I would like it to be, but I'm definitely working on the other areas so that I have more So most of my energy goes to our relationship. And then that actually probably saves energy for all the other things. Yeah. I would say that I am in acceptance around this. Okay. I think like sometimes it it trembles a little bit, you know? Does that make sense? Like sometimes it gets like, you know, like when a piece of like metal bending, that it uh, sometimes feels like it's, I feel a little brittle around this at times. But I think for the most part, I am in acceptance. And it's interesting because acceptance and a podcast we had a few weeks ago, trust Mm -hmm. are are really closely linked. And so I think I trust that that energy will be there more in the future. And there's something to say about moms versus dads and the amount yeah. of nurturing yeah. and and love and heart and the space we hold for our kids it's can I, so can i share a story here like uh, okay <laughs> so so this it's around bedtime so like our time is mostly like from like 8:30 till 10 o'clock <laughs> right and 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock yeah and bedtime is 8:30 and i can lay those kids down in 3 minutes and Tara, it's it's what she just said. It's like that whole like responsibility of parenting and guilt and everything else. Like I'll be in and out of that bedroom. I give a kiss, I sing the song, I'm I'm gone. 
And Tara will be in there for sometimes 10, 20 minutes. Will you rub my back, Mommy? Will you tickle my back, Mommy? One more song, yeah. Mommy. Mommy, will you make the stuffed animal sing to me, Mommy? And so that is <laughs> the thing in like one parent being way more, I don't know, like I'm nurturing in my own ways, but like, you know, she has a whole other level of nurturing and that taps out of us. You know, that that that's nurturing that I don't get or even just time I don't get because of the fact that she's compelled to give that extra 15, 20 minutes on a bedtime. Okay, so acceptance there. <laughs> Let's move to conflict avoidance. That's an obstacle f- for you more so than me. <laughs> Definitely. But, 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 but for us, but for us. Do you know why I'm laughing? Why? <laughs> because you are not afraid for conflict. You will bring it on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, I'm definitely not in resignation around it. I mean, I'm definitely, it's something that I'm working on daily as far as like getting better and better about just like saying like, hey, we need to talk about this. Where I struggle is around timing. Like I'm always playing this game of like, well, now's not the right time. Well, now's not the right time. Well, now's the right time. And so where, and I'm not resigning to it, but I need to figure out a, a deeper level of acceptance of like that I'll get better at maybe even if it doesn't feel like the right time, doing it anyway. Mm. And trusting that Mm -hmm. you can handle it, that you'll be okay with it. Right. I would say knowing now that that's still a big part for you, I would say I'm in the middle of acceptance versus resignation because conflict avoidance is something that you have done throughout our relationship. And I, I, I feel like I've... Uh, ask so many times, like, just please just like share with me, be honest. Like, I don't know these things. Just be transparent, whatever it is that you can do. And there are those times where I'm like, God, even after all of this, like, it's still really hard. And so then I do get into those moments, which is maybe why I deprioritize our relationship. I'm kind of spilling this into the next one. But then I know that we have made so many changes that I'm like, okay, it's just going to take more time for EJ to trust that he can come to me because there's never a good time, really. I mean, it's great when you can carve out time, but you've never asked me to carve out time ever. And so I guess I'm trusting and accepting that it, it's going to take a minute because right conflict avoidance was something that you have built in throughout your whole life. And then I'm going to be your number one cheerleader and saying, please trust me, I can handle it. But I still waver, like, will it happen? I don't know. Do I accept that it's happening right now still for sure? Do I trust that we can get through this? Yes. So there you go. That's a little bit of resignation on my piece. I hope that was clear. And again, that deprioritization, which was the final obstacle, I feel like that ties very much into, because your avoidance might be my deprioritization. Yeah, They're very similar feels. And so I'm really curious to see that the more like, proactive you are in our relationship around discussions, if I might actually start to prioritize our relationship more, do you see how those two can really play along side by side? Yeah. And, and conversely, that the more like you prioritize our relationship or our Abs- time, absolutely. the more it's like there feels like there's actually space. See, you guys, we just realized there's work to do. Yeah. It never, ever stops. Okay. Because that's on. so. Is that what we're talking about now? Is like acceptance of resignation around prioritizing our relationship? Well, I kind of just bled it into the last one, oh, okay. so we can move on to the next question. But okay. I'm just saying I no, they that's... tie in really well together. Number three, why do you think we have resigned instead of accepting and adapting to stressors? So let's just say there is something that we did resign to in that previous question. 
Why is it that we have done this? I mean, it's definitely like a protective device, right? It's like, if I keep hoping, if I keep, you know, it's basically keeping my heart open. And when I resign and I'm like, screw it, it's a slamming closed of the heart and it's, and it's like a wall or a door. And so it's, it's very protective. It's very, both of us have our own sort of like tendency to feel we're all alone. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really resignation, you know, feels pretty familiar. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. And I'm, don't know if anybody listening out there feels the same way, but like when I'm like, oh, we're not a priority. Oh, he can't come to me with things. Oh, we just don't have time for each other. Oh, it's like, I know that I grew up feeling very inadequate and not special. I knew that my negative core beliefs, I'm insignificant. And man, does that just go right into autopilot when I feel like that our relationship isn't number one. And so it's like, it's just so easy to do that. It's so easy to be in that place because I was in that place for so, so long. But the powerful thing is we don't have to be in that place, but we have to figure out how to do that together. Because I know you don't want me in that place. Of course I don't want you in that place. I don't want you to feel alone. I felt alone so long. Like it's, you know, it's, it's my time now to not feel alone and to bring you in with me. Yeah. Okay. So number four, just two more questions. Uh, what would it look like to accept and how might that help us create positive changes for our relationship? I mean, acceptance looks like talking about it for me. You know, acceptance looks like saying it's there. And maybe we don't have a solution right away. Maybe we don't need one right away. But just saying like, hey, Tara, this is happening. Mm. Acceptance looks like not keeping it to myself. Yeah. And, and how might that create positive changes for us? Well, it just, it just makes it feel like we're in it together. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking how like when we don't talk about it, we create our own story in our heads and gosh knows we can create a million trillion things that are not even true. When we talk about it, we're at least, you know, our brain likes labels. This is a Starbucks cup. This is a pen on the desk. I'm feeling deprioritized in our relationship. Like if you're putting it out there and you're sharing it, then it becomes something that feels real and our brain likes labels. And so I just think that when you start to accept things for what they are, whatever they are, and you talk about them, that immediately helps our nervous systems to be like, okay, we're putting this out there and we're not going to be inward and creating our own stories, which then create more triggers, which then create more reactivity, which, you know, I could keep going. Keep so, going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, again, that question is what would it look like to accept and how might that help us create positive changes? It's really about like, wow, we're labeling it, we're putting it out there, and we're going to put our brains together, our beautiful brains together instead of keeping and them separate. And our hearts. Thank you. To figure out how in the freak to go forward. Okay, final question. Final question. I really like this. I haven't done this exercise in a minute with you. So what systems can we create to be proactive in fostering consistent prioritization of our relationship? Whew, that's a big one. I'm going to read that again. What systems can we create to be proactive in fostering consistent prioritization of our relationship? I mean, for us, it's always been about designated time. It's been about our mornings, our brief 
amount of time in the mornings before everybody else wakes up is staying committed to that. I think for us, it's maybe taking a step forward as far as like not getting lazy about still checking in, you know, cause now I think we we've gotten really into a comfort zone around like we, we hang out for that amount of time before we go to the gym or before one of us goes to the mm. gym. But sometimes maybe we skip the emotional check-ins especially like when we've been pretty sick, right? It's like, oh, yeah. we just haven't had the energy, but we've got to create and keep that system. We have to be consistent no matter yeah. how f- tired and ill we feel. I think in the other thing, and I've heard it from you, is making sure whenever we come back together that there's some sort of a gesture of yes. of love and connection that like when you return from yeah. the store, when you come home from yes. the work, that like yes. you're greeted yes. and hugged and loved. And even if, I mean, EJ, I'm telling you, if we had that every day, seven days a week, just when we, like that right now would be enough for me to know that like, we are creating this system of knowing like, I love you. I got your back. You love me. We got each other's back. We haven't had even five minutes today, but here is this embrace. Yeah. I just and, got and that. Probably, that. That's probably one to two minutes a day. I know you have that in you, but I'm talking to listeners out there. Just a system of, hey, when we see each other after our day or in the morning when we wake up or when we go to bed at night, we're going to have some symbolic something that represents like, I love you. You love me. I care about you. You care about me. We're in this. Yeah. Well, Hey, I got something out of this. I mean, so, you know, these exercises we have this relationship renovation at home, it's on our website under our online programs. It creates moments like this. Cause I'm walking out of this conversation with definitely some insight about myself about like about that whole like avoidance piece and definitely a totally workable like hey recommit to like every time she drives up in the driveway get up walk out hug her and kiss her that's what you get out of doing this work and this does not happen organically this doesn't drop out of the sky and hit you on the head why not it comes through (laughs) working together talking having some guidance yeah yeah so i mean i i just you know this reignites in me like this matters the work we do matters it helps couples and for me what i got out of this was like Knowing that that conflict avoidance piece there is for you, and normally I react to that, and I want to just be like, throw my two middle fingers up and like, whatever, that I actually have to continue to help you get out of your turtle shell. And I think I lose that because I get so triggered. And so like it it has kind of like, yeah, created a little U-turn for me around oh my gosh, I've just got to let EJ know every day that he can trust me and that I want him to talk about difficult things with me. And instead of like, oh, here you go again, you conflict avoidant mofo, you know? (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. Thanks for listening today. Yeah. Please again, leave your uh, comments through our show notes on the gala. Just give that a click, share your voice, share your questions, share our podcast. That means a lot to us when you tell other people about it. We're currently charting in 17 17 countries. 17 countries. So we appreciate everybody who is already sharing us. Please leave us a review. You know, we we love the interaction. We love to know that this is having an impact on the world, on couples, on families, on individuals. You know, it means a lot to us. And the more you help us share it and bring information to us, the better better off our work is. Absolutely. And 
Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We all deserve an amazing, safe, loving, deeply connected relationship to the person that we have chosen. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.